With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Wow, that's a long question. Uh, no, I have not talked to any of them. Uh, did you want to answer the second part at all? I know you are under contract, but with the speculation swirling, maybe you can say why you believe that's you're not, the right guy to... Uh, that's not for me to judge. Right, welcome into a special edition of Purple Daily. We have rounded up um, all of those that we could. So it's Zolgad and Declan Goff. Uh, Purple Daily, of course, um, presenting sponsor, our friends at Surly Brewing and the Surly Furious being my... the Furious? The, oh, the nice. Little, oh, that's good stuff. Little little, little pale ale love, action there. Love to see that, Dex. And uh, so, yes, thanks to the folks at... Uh, Surly for being loyal supporters of Purple Daily and also TCL TV. Enjoy more with TCL tomorrow. I hope that you uh, can settle in on the couch and watch the Vikings Bears game. Not that there's intrigue to the game itself, but you will be watching what almost certainly is going to be Mike Zimmer's final game as coach of the Vikings. And uh, we're jumping on here to do this uh, emergency. I guess you could call it Dex Purple Daily. Uh, because there are reports, there are things that we are hearing, things mm-hmm. are swirling, and mm. so so let's clear out the notebooks and then react. Okay. Um, and, and I'm sure that there's going to be more reports as today progresses, too. So right now, and we're recording this uh, 3.40 p.m.-ish Central Time on Saturday with the game tomorrow, uh, Jason Lockenfora, National Football League reporter for CBS Sports, is reporting that it's expected that Zimmer will be fired um, after the game. It'll probably be made official, my guess, as a press conference on Monday, so it could come out or not. But anyway, uh, the expectation is that Mike will be fired after um, after Sunday. The expectation, and this is some of the same stuff that I've been hearing, is that Rick Spielman will be retained. In Lacken Forest report, it was unclear what his role would be. What we are hearing and have been talking about, basically since uh, Dex Jeremy Fowler put the report, um, the former Vikings beat reporter for the Pioneer Press and now an insider at ESPN, uh, early December, Fowler reported that uh, Rick could be essentially kicked upstairs. Now, at the time, he described it as a cushy job. I don't know that it's going to be cushy, uh, but he's definitely going to be promoted, it sounds like, out of the 
GM chair. So what do we have? Come Monday or Tuesday, we have a team that's going to be looking to hire a GM first. And I will say this. I don't think that the Wilfs trust themselves to make this move by themselves. And so I think that Rick will be involved in his in picking his replacement. Um, once that replacement is picked, I think that what we'll see is the evolution of the head coaching search probably begin at that point in time. Uh, I don't think that this team would start to talk to and potentially hire a head coach until the GM is in place, which means the GM hire could come quick. No surprises, no surprises, but it's starting to play out after I think the Wilfs and the Vikings ownership group decks um, had at least a couple, if not more, sit downs this week. Uh, but Mike almost certainly is done with two years left on his contract, uh, 2022 and 23. Rick is going to survive, but almost certainly not in his role. Your thoughts? Uh, not surprising. Um, it's interesting that the Rick Spielman portion of this, uh, I don't think anyone's that surprised that Mike Zimmer's coaching his final game tomorrow uh, against the Bears. I think a lot of Vikings fans see the writing on the wall. I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall, to be honest, if I can speak for him. Um, I He has done a lot of good things. A lot of good things here. And I think when we look back on the Mike Zimmer era, we'll actually look at it with a positive. Um, as someone who's 29, almost 30 years old, and has spent the majority of my life being a Vikings fan, um, for my money, Zimmer's the best coach of my lifetime. Uh, you can make an argument Danny Green is right up there with him. They were both innovators on offense, Zimmer being an innovator on defense. So they brought two different things to the Vikings uh, table, but they mostly brought stability, Both mostly brought winning teams and uh, accountability to their teams. And I, I think when we look back on it, that'll be great. But... Um, not too surprising that Zimmer is going to be let go. It's just I'm curious on the Spielman aspect because if if you give him you know this John Elway like title, um, if you just flip his role, number one, what is that? What's the turnaround of hiring the new general manager? And two, is Spielman part of that process? Is Spielman part yes, of the I think process to hire that yes. new GM? Yes, I think and, I think. I think the answer is yes, because I don't think the Wilfs have the confidence in themselves to do that. And they look, this can be debated and the Wilfs might be grossly wrong here, but they have a trust in, in Rick where Declan, he survived a three and 13 and got promoted. Mm -hmm. So like Spielman, Spielman uh, was hired, I believe his title at the time. Uh, May of 2006, after Fran Foley was was let go following a disastrous short tenure, I believe Rick was named um, player personnel of VP, and he has been here since. I think he probably falls into the camp of among probably the the three to five most trusted people by the Wilfs, and I don't think the Wilfs have the stomach to or the thought that they are savvy enough to fire Rick and find a GM as well. And so it's debatable and I am not in no way am I signing off on this. Um, but all signs point to Rick certainly playing a role in hiring his successor. And now hopefully after that, that guy comes in and runs player personnel, coaching searches, uh, quarterback searches, things like that. So I guess my, my, question or like thought is all right you have the wilfs you have the owners you probably have some people even that i've never even heard of at this table right trying to decide who can be the next general manager of this team the head coaching thing's just completely wide open like i again mm -hmm. mike zimmer's going to be most likely fired 
So we can start that process, but it'll take some time to other coaches are starting. Other teams are starting to interview coaches. I'm curious on that. What I am uh, trying to figure out though, is how much of like the pie chart of decision-making goes into Rick for this. So like the Wilfs are the owners, they're the family. They, they, they kind of defer to other smarter football people. And I'm sure there's people again in that boardroom that I've never heard of. It might be some other savvy football people that they'll lean on for that hiring process. I guess if I could like make an impromptu pie chart, how much of the how much of Rick Spielman plays a factor into that piece of pie in hiring the next GM? Is he the biggest chunk of pie? Is he an equal amount of the pie to the Wilfs? You know, like I, personally, right. I think in I general, Spielman has done a decent job at roster construction, but he certainly isn't. You know. He, he, they've had the most draft picks in the last two years of the NFL, and your team is under 500. It's been 700 days. There wasn't a pandemic going on the last time the, the Vikings were over 500. Right. So I don't think Rick Spielman just deserves to be booted off on the street. If you want to retain him, that's fine. But how much should fans be wary, or how much even should ownership be wary of giving him still a say a majority of the say yep. in hiring that next GM. That's what I want to figure out. I think that's an incredibly fair point, fair question. And again, I think that Rick not being fired is a debatable topic. Like I am not, this is what we are hearing. And right now, as we record this on a Saturday, Declan, this is what is being reported, but in no way am I saying, Oh, great idea. Now, do I think it's time for Mike to go? Absolutely. Do I think it's time for Rick to go from the GM's chair? Yes. Um, I would love to know um, how many cooks, though, to mm-hmm. your point, are going to be in the kitchen for the GM job as far as who m- makes it. I mean, and you're right. Like, does Rick have suggestions and thoughts? Um, I would be very concerned that Rick might try and get a friend. You know, hey, right. I've been buddies with this guy. He's been great. Now, I will say that this is a very interesting timing um, as this plays out, Dex, because it comes a year too late for some. Um, I'm pretty certain that mm-hmm. the plan and the reason why, until he went to the Broncos after 2020, why George Payton declined year after year, because, I mean, he was approached by a lot of teams. And there, there was a decent amount, I think, you know, two or three that he declined to talk to. I think the the full plan was that George was going to become the GM and Rick was going to go upstairs at some point. And I think George was patient and he, he likes Rick. And I think he enjoyed working for the Wilfs and working here. And he mm-hmm. waited and waited and waited. And finally he said, okay, the Broncos job's a good job. I'm gone. Um, there will probably be, be some who, who are like, good. I'm glad that it's not going to be a Spielman protege or crony who's going to get the job but yeah i think if if all of this goes down as expected i think your question is dead on which is okay is rick gonna help you here or like guide you a lot because if he's going to guide you a lot and we potentially have a rick spielman friend getting that job which i would hope is not the case that's probably concerning um and and the other thing too is and this is something that rick could not do. The other thing too is I think one of the most among the most important criteria is if if there was a uh, pie chart of criteria for the GM among the most important is trying to ascertain can this person find a quarterback. Right. Because the last I mean you might love Kirk Cousins, you might hate him, you might be ambivalent, but the reality is this. Declan, the last 4 years 
which are in and of themselves a very important telling chunk of Spielman, Zimmer, and now ultimately what will be Vikings history. The last four years, Kirk Cousins played a huge role. Um, and we went from 2018 saying Super Bowl or bust to what happened? Because those last four, four years are going to be, I believe, 2018. Game over 500, no playoff berth, right? 2019, wild card berth, a nice win that, by the way, Kirk played a big role in. Yep. Um, and, and then a very disappointing non-show-up, really bad game against the Niners. And then the last two years have been disasters. And you can blame COVID and you can blame injuries, but you know what? Everyone had those problems. And so so the Cousins, the Cousins era, Dex, is going to be a bust. And you can blame him. You can say he's absolved. I don't care. But when you look at that being a bust, Rick Spielman played an enormous role in that. Yeah. And he's not going to pay with his job. So any reservations that you or anybody watching or listening to us right now have about the fact that we don't think Rick is going to be fired are 1,000% fair. Totally fair. Yeah. You have to look at the last four years as basically a disappointment for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Um, When Kirk Cousins was signed, it was the idea that they're going to win a Super Bowl. They're going to compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, the closest you ever got was a divisional round where you got your asses kicked in San Francisco, and you also needed a miracle, essentially, to beat the Saints. And, and hey, Kirk played a part in 2019. It was a big-time big throw. He hits Adam Thielen. He deserves credit for that. Um, but basically, over the four years, going into Sunday that Kirk Cousins has been here, he's 32-29-1 as a starting quarterback of the Vikings. He was 26-30-1 in Washington as a starter. So he was a slightly below average uh, slightly below 500, excuse me, quarterback with Washington. Yep. And he's just a slightly above 500 quarterback with the Vikings. In 2019 and 2018, the Vikings had top 10 defenses around him. In 2020 and 2021, they had well below average defenses for him. And they've accomplished the same amount. Like they have, all they had to show for it is one wild card win. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to show for it. And we can make cases that injuries have happened and COVID. And, well, offensive line, but sometimes the defense wasn't playing well. I can come up, and everyone, not just me, everyone can come up with the stew of why it did and did not work with Kirk Cousins and why maybe you should keep him, but also why you should move on. It's Mm -hmm. literally a seesaw that's right here that can tilt either way you want it to go. But that the next general manager that is hired for the Vikings has to come up with this pretty damn quick, essentially. Like, when he gets hired, let's say... Zimmer's fired on Sunday. There's a Presley Sunday night. Zimmer is fired. And we are also moving Rick Spielman into a new job title role. You basically, I don't think, can go even a full week. You can go a full week max between that next time period of when the next general manager is hired. So two Mondays from now, if indeed Mm -hmm. Rick Spielman is out as GM into a new title, I would hope to God you have a general manager in place by next week. And there could, there could be some people already in place that the Wilfs and other people have been thinking about. We don't know if the Wilfs have already even told Spielman weeks or months ago, hey, we're, we're going to move on from you, but we want to keep you around. Can you help us find the next person? Right. I don't know integrity-wise if Rick Spielman is for that plan. We don't know. But with teams now being able to interview head coaches sooner than they ever have before, 
I'm not saying the Jacksonville Jaguars are a model franchise and are going to identify their next star head coach, but they have a leg up. They're already starting to interview people, and the Vikings can't just sit on their hands waiting for Cinderella's glass shoe to come on. They have to basically put the shoe on damn quick, and hopefully it's the right person because they have to identify these problems fast. They can't sit on their hands. Well, I think they've identified people, especially probably a, a potential GM candidates, but here's the thing. They're not going to they're not going to see this as being as pressing as as fans do uh because of this. They're probably almost certain that the new um staff is going to move on from Kirk. So there's going to be a natural sort of step back here. Um that doesn't mean that the team can't m- make the playoffs in 2022. My god, um seven teams in each conference now go. Uh, but I would not be surprised if a lot of their interest in potential GM candidates lies with playoff teams. And I don't know what the rules are there, but but um, front office people are not going to leave in a playoff run, I, I don't think. So I think it's going to be slower cooked than you or fans want it to be. But I also, but I also think this is a key. Um, and this is what's going to slow, in my opinion, like Jacksonville down. When when your hypothetical press release comes out, Declan, this becomes a great job. Not a good job. This becomes a great job. And so if the Jaguars, if I think I've got a chance at the Vikings job mm-hmm. and the Jags are online too, we want we, we really like Why this, you? Rashad Khan, <laughs> you're a dumpster fire. Uh, you're not, see the Wilfs, we, we can complain what we, all we want, but the Wilfs are far from a dumpster fire as far as people who own a team um and i'll go back to this team has some really good talent i mean justin jefferson is a generational i think talent this team has has a stadium that opened in what declan 2016 Mm -hmm. this team has a, a practice facility um that's brand new basically that they're expanding land by that they're basically trying to build Vikingville. So I think the, I think the assumption that they're going to potentially lose people that they really want is probably not true because they'll communicate like they might not pull the trigger or by league rules be allowed to, but they will communicate. And if you are, um, let's take Kellen Moore. If you are Kellen Moore, Mm -hmm. And the Vikings fire Zim on Sunday night. And they call you and they're like, okay, here's the deal. And be a little bit patient here. I don't know you're going to jump at the Jags job. So so I do think that it's going to, I get your concern, and I don't disagree completely, but I also think that there's a way now, because this job, this job's going to be, if, if you look at the teams that are going to change coaches and potentially, although I don't think there's going to be a lot of GM changes, but if you look at the coaching changes, this might be the best job, right? It might be the best job by far. And I, other, I mean, yeah. it's a really good job. And other people have been circulating that as well. If, if this job does indeed open, it's going to become probably the, the best, best one opening. Uh, the Jags have Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, ownership and just, there's a lot of things working against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but Dwayne, <laughs> just, just straight up, yeah. uh, Dwayne's comment here. Do you think the next head can go, head coach can get Kirk to be more of a leader? Th- this is just me completely spitballing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Kellen Moore, let's again, 
and I've been advocating for since almost I think before the season has started that I want this guy. I loved him in college. He's a smart. He's a smart head coach. Um, one of the youngest OCs in the league, but knows what the hell he's doing. He's a smart guy. I would be willing to bet, um, and this could change. It's fluid, but if Kellen Moore comes in here, he keeps Kirk Cousins. I think he he'd be leaned into keeping him, knowing that there is a comfort and a stability of I know who he is, and I can maybe get something more out of him now. Dwayne's comment, can I make him a better leader? I'm going to lean no, but also, like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't think Kirk doesn't just come off as that leader. You can't just tell a 34-year-old, I think, and anyone, quarterback, plumber, podcast person, at right. 34, hey, I want you to now be more of a leader, and I, or I want you to be completely different characteristics than you've ever had before. I don't think that's obtainable. I don't think that's achievable. Great. But I, I would lean that if Kellen Moore came in here, and unless the next GM could convince him otherwise that, no, we have to move on from him, which Kellen Moore is a smart guy, so he could say, you know what, you are right. I would prefer the stability of a veteran quarterback, but I can get down with moving on from him, bringing in a veteran, drafting someone, whatever the heck the plan is. Yeah. I, would, I would lean that if Kellen Moore got here, he would probably lean to keep Kirk Cousins, but I don't think he's necessarily married to him since he obviously has no familiarity with the Vikings organization. If Kirk Cousins didn't almost certainly have to be extended uh, because his cap hit is so huge, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken, with the new cap being 208.6, I believe, million in 2022, I believe Kirk's current contract eats up approximately 21% of the, the cap, which is enormous. If he didn't have to be extended to smooth that that hit out, I think you're probably right. I think the coach might say, yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins is not that bad and I can do more. Um, I think the reality, though, is is that the new administration is going to have to be uh, challenged is not the right word. They're going to have to be empowered and told one of your most important things is to find Kirk's replacement. And I don't think there's going to be from a football or PR standpoint, Declan, I don't think there's going to be any appetite to extend Kirk because extending Kirk in this town would be a lot like keeping Zim. There'd be a small faction of people. Yeah, that's great. You kept Kirk. Yeah. See, there'd be a large faction of it didn't work. And like, it's stale. It is. I, you know, I I think I've been using that word for about a month now, but I think it's totally true. I Mm -hmm. think this thing, I think the biggest sin is it's completely stale. I think it's just, and that includes the head coach. That includes Rick as GM. That includes Kirk. I think the whole thing needs a reset. And so, so like Kellen Moore, if Kirk had a couple of years left on, on his contract or was cheaper, I think he, he might say, yeah, I can develop him. Um, I think with what they're going to be faced with. And the other thing too, and a lot of pe- people are like, well, what are you going to get for Kirk? Look at the Stafford trade. Yep. Look, I mean, there are, there's Carson always, Wentz. 100%, there's always going to be those teams who are like, oh, we can fix him. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what Washington knew. You don't know what we know now. Like, you see this as, uh, oh, look, at Kirk had a lot of things go against Kirk. Um, and they don't know the personality, and they don't know the person. And so this whole thing of, well, you're not, you're, you get a fifth round pick for now. I'm telling you, I think you get a first round pick. And I think if you make the trade right, I think you're going to get a lot. So, mm-hmm. so I, this is a perfect time to basically do a Vikings cleanse. Yep. Purple Vikings cleanse decks, clean it all out. Mm-hmm. Zim cousins, 
Um, again, the Rick thing is very, to me, debatable because I am not on board with, well, just leave Rick. Um, but I think if Rick, I think if power is taken away from Rick, ultimately, that's good too. So I just think it's time. I think it's a perfect timing for a cleanse. Speaking of a cleanse, Judd, uh, you could just continue to cleanse off all these pounds thanks to our friends at Livia. Livia Weight Control Centers, I'm going to tell you right now, you talk about changes. You talk about making changes. It's time for a change. Well, I think it was in September, 240 Mm -hmm. pounds. Wow. 38-inch waist jeans, tight as could be. I hated wearing those because I was like, can I get in these? I was, I was, um, what was I the equivalent of? Three and 13. Okay, like I was a three and 13 team. I needed a reset. I needed a new start. And I got exactly that today. 208 pounds. uh, Feeling great. Those 38 inch waist jeans, Declan Goff, too big now down to 36. It's fantastic. And when it comes to dropping pounds, there's no better feeling than saying I did it. So I want you to do this. Take the Livia. I did an eight week challenge. Get your first eight weeks for free. Now, let me put that in context for you. First eight weeks free. Because you're probably saying, oh, that's great, Judd, but what, what does it mean? In the first eight weeks on this program, Declan, I dropped 26 pounds. Wow. 3.6 pounds per week. So eight weeks, that's free. Mm-hmm. 26 pounds down. Call today, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, or go to Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. It's easy. It's a great program. And again, you get your first eight weeks for free. And I lost 26 pounds over three pounds per week in that time. Livia.com. And you're still able to crack open a Surly Furious or for me, an extra Citra, which I picked up yesterday. You still get to drink all the beer you want. Well, I I am am very pleased, let's say that. And in Mm -hmm. fact, last night, a few more. Oh, a few Citras for me, man. I turned on the – I was going to watch the Wolves, and then they just blasted OKC – so I actually went and watched the Blues and Caps, and right by my side, not just Stella the Dog, Classic. but also my favorite beer, Surly Furious IPA. Um, so as far as this goes, too, um, Dex, I'm with you on the Zimmer thing. I think Mike has done a good job. They didn't win. The Vikings didn't win as much as I thought that they might. And and there were times where where I really thought that um, that they were primed, at least at the start of certain years, to make a playoff run. Um, but I do think with how the game has changed, with how Mike has changed, uh, with all of that, I do think that you need to, and I'm sure that the Vikings will solidly solidly pivot now to an offensive template right like your defense has been bad for two years that needs to improve totally get that but i think in 2022 i think we very well might see the reverse of what mike did in 2014 when he got the job his first head coaching job in this league and brought in norv to coordinate the offense i wouldn't be surprised if we see a veteran dc and and a younger coach, but a coach who fully comprehends quarterback play mm-hmm. and offense, which which this team has just not consistently embraced. And among the biggest mistakes, and this is on Rick too, but among the biggest uh, swings and misses, without any doubt, Clint Kubiak being given this job and i know that they thought that they would keep continuity for kirk i know that they thought that it's going to be great because 
Clint's dad, you know, in 2020 was good. Um, but boy, I think, I think at some point in time during the course of this past year that that's about to, uh, to be done now tomorrow for the Vikings, Mike had to look back and say, this was a big mistake on my part. Yeah, I think that one's going to eat him up. I mean, but the problem is, is Zimmer's, I mean, he's never gotten along outside of Gary, um, has never seen really eye to eye. And Shermer, I guess, to a degree. Shermer did a great job. and did a really good job. And and I think he just ran it. I think he ran, he ran the ball enough that Mike said, you're good. Yep. And I think with Stefanski, who, and that was the last time the Vikings had a top 10 offense. I know it was only two years ago, but Browns fans remember. Uh, for whatever reason, if you're blaming Kevin Stefanski, you're an idiot. Your quarterback was the one who was costing you games this season. Um, I think with Stefanski, there was a there was a not jealousy, but a fear inside of Zimmer being like, "Oh, this guy could replace me." This guy, and and apparently, I know people told you that that room, that building, I should say, at TCO was split on who should lead this team after 2019: mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer or Kevin Stefanski. Uh, the problem with Zim's, I think what, what what really has essentially dug his own coffin here was two things. Rick Spielman giving um, giving him the grave with a quarterback contract that wasn't able to build out the roster and Zimmer accurately predicting his fate. And then Zimmer, although he tried, just he never adapted. He never changed things. He asked his offensive coordinator to self-scout after five games. He He just unfortunately dug his own grave and put himself in it. And Zimmer did a lot of good things defensively. Uh, earlier in his tenure, but when you have gone now back-to-back years and essentially have tried everything you can to try to fix the defense and it's still as poor as it is, that's on Zim, man. Like, if, if the Vikings were able yeah, to yeah, rise up and be a league-average defense this year, yep. Yep. I, number one, I don't think that it's an automatic three to four win improvements that some fans think it think it is, but I do think it makes the case to the Wilfs and the ownership, like, oh, you know what? We gave him some pieces, but he tried, and he, and he turned things around after all these players that were out. But the writing is on the wall of how poor the defense has been that you can't keep him around anymore. That's his bread and butter. Andy Reid adapted. John Harbaugh adapted. They changed up their entire offenses once they either left their team or were dealt with other quarterbacks or dealt with adversity. They were able to come up with a completely new program and scheme to win a football game. And mm-hmm. Zimmers has always been the same since 2014, which worked for a little bit, but it's run the ball and let's play defense and control the clock and let's not be throwing darts just for the sake of throwing darts, even though we have playmakers and a quarterback who can help us do that. Um, and he essentially dug his own grave. And I, I, I think he can still get a D.C. job. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a smart if enough he dude. Wants. He's well-respected. And I, I don't know if it was Doogie or Phil who said this earlier this week, but Zimmers' perception around the league is probably bigger and greater than what we think it is or what Vikings fans probably think it is. Mm-hmm. That A lot of Vikings fans are like, well, he's a bum. He can't coach defense anymore. I think Mike Zimmer is a pretty well-respected guy outside of Minnesota that other teams would say, oh, no, 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 no. Come on in, please, please actually, please help me run my defense. And if Mike is, is um, in a position where he doesn't have to be concerned about the entire program and offense, you know what? He might adapt and be fine. But I think the perception throughout the league of both Mike and Kirk is different and better elsewhere. And that's why I really think a team, Cleveland, might say, oh, Kirk Cousins can save us. I mean, we he can 100%, a first-round pick, of course. Right. So, so, yes, I think that there is a value in Kirk. I think Mike going back to being D.C. And if Mike Lee, or I'm sorry, if Dan Quinn 
leaves the Cowboys, which he might, Mike would be a perfect candidate because mm-hmm. I think Jerry Jones would tell Mike McCarthy, Zimmer's our guy. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if he got that job there. But yeah, and and this is in closing. I think my biggest, I think my biggest, what if when it comes to Mike, just just Mike. Um, so not the signing of Kirk because that that was Rick's baby. I think my biggest question when it comes to just Mike is this: What happens in? in the summer of 2016 that's mine if teddy's leg does not snap because he was that was your cheap that was your cheap um not ultra talented but really solid at that time uh he had a great training camp right and and he was a guy and that's you know i give mike credit there um they did a good job of identifying a guy at that position that people would gravitate towards right so, like, that's my biggest question. What happens? And and I know that, you know, Sam came in and played well, and I know that Case had a phenomenal run in 2017. But what happens if Teddy doesn't get hurt? I know. And then he's, you know, five years of team control. I'm sure if he had played well, he gets kept. Um, that's the relationship that I really think offensively was the last one that I saw Mike like tied to. Like mm-hmm. Mike was like, this is my guy. I mean, yep. that's my quarterback. Like I, I have never gotten that feeling since. And so my biggest question is Mike almost certainly either Sunday night or Monday walks out the door of TCL mm-hmm. is what happens if that guy's leg does not snap. And make no mistake, it snapped. Like this is not a, hey, it's a small ACL tear. Because um, that was, yeah. I'm sure, a devastating day in the coaching career of, of Mike Zimmer. I, I don't think it's just a Vikings. What if I think it's a, it's honestly, it's a big Minnesota sports broadly. What if Teddy doesn't tear up his knee? The 2016, I mean, that era was a little bit flawed. The Vikings had a, had a chance to run and run and go with it. Um, in 2015, Cam Newton and the Panthers went to the damn Super Bowl that season the Vikings were a field goal away from potentially also going to a few going and competing for a Super Bowl with Teddy as their quarterback. And I know in 2016 is the infamous, um, yeah. you know, Patriots Falcons meltdown and the Falcons were a damn good team that year, but there was a window of contention for the Vikings to essentially run the table and, and make a serious run in the NFC. And I think it's right up there, man. Like in terms of my lifetime, I put that up. I put the Teddy leg snap. I put Larry, not blowing out his arm in 2006. Yeah. That's a good um, one. You know, I, I, I put, like it. What if uh, Kate, what if Flip Saunders has stayed and, and they're able to still build out a, a decent roster with KG before he was eventually moved from Boston? Yep. It's up there. It, 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 and that one probably is the one I would think that maybe even to this day. I mean, he was crying. He was emotional at the podium when Teddy's yeah. leg snapped that afternoon at Winter Park. You were he there. He canceled practice. He canceled practice, and he compared it. He literally compared it to yeah. when my wife died. I mean, th- yeah. think of the emotional uh, and people who are in football are obsessed and it's their life. I get that. But think of that for a minute. A mm-hmm. man just compared a a kid who he has maybe known for three to five, for three years best saying mm-hmm. this reminds me of when my wife died. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that that type of relationship That's that he had point. with Teddy, it's mine, too. It, it really is the biggest what if. It, it, and that one, if I'm Mike Zimmer, I'm, I'm honestly glad I don't have that burden. because I'm sure it's still keep, it would keep me up at night if I were him. So th- those are, are things to look back on and and in some ways lament. But I got a question for you. Before we go here, De- Declan mm-hmm. Goff, 
Um, tell me about your underwear chance that you never lament. No. Your choice, you never lament because, oh, no. well, they are so incredibly comfortable. Oh, look, I go on my Saturday afternoon walks. Uh, wintertime, summertime, doesn't matter. I go Good out there, you. I try to get out. I, I can't be cooped up in my apartment. Um, so I went out on my nice walk today, grabbed a coffee, and I had my Chill Boys on. My Chill Boys bamboo fabric to keep me nice and warm on my nice little four-and-a-half, five-mile walk around here in Minneapolis. And if it wasn't for my Chill Boys, I wouldn't be comfortable, man. Chillboys.com, there's performance brand, there's bamboo brand, there's long underwear brand. That's what saved me from not having to go to the hospital with frostbite at the Winter Classic this they're time great. a week ago. And they're so comfortable, too. They are. I will always say that. Judd will walk around his own home. Just in his chill boys. I don't know how his missus and Stella too. do it. Oh, on shorts, thank God. Yeah, I, I got the basketball. I love going. his love, but there's also some boundaries you he know, can't push with love. I got the shorts love. on and the chill boys uh, b- below them. And I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's the basketball look. I could play, you know, I could probably play the three. A little Greg Monroe, yeah, a little ten day contract. You know, just, just, exactly right. Just be you a hero what? one night. Box out. Just box, box out, baby. Out. Right. Just gotta box out. Box out. Chill boys. Chill All boys. right. So, so we are done. If if you um are just coming across us it's emergency episode of purple daily the news that is coming down is that it looks like zimmer will be fired after the vikings uh, play the bears on sunday the news might not come until monday we don't know exactly rick spielman will remain with the team we think it'll be in a different role and that will set the ball rolling and in motion for what is um, certain to be a very interesting time period as the vikings try and retool um, I'm sure that we'll talk to you what on Sunday wow, with Ventline, Ventline and mm-hmm. and plenty of you can join us to speculate yeah. recklessly on what the heck you want to see. And then, of course, back on Monday um, with what is sure to be a very exciting and I think information packed edition of Purple Daily. Until then, we bid you adieu. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air. The way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed. The way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota and I wish to go back because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.